0: We're turning to the first epistles of John tonight. The first uh, and the second epistle of John. Turn to Second John one. First of all, please. And there's only one chapter in Second John. Second, Second Epistle of John. And, and to the verse seven. And when you're getting your place, let me welcome you. Thank you for coming, for sustaining interest in these meetings. And we appreciate that. Thursday night is our prayer meeting. Uh, Sunday morning, Alan Barclay will be preaching. I will be preaching again. And these meetings are continuing, so make it known. We'll be preaching on the rapture next uh, Sunday evening. So make these m- meetings known and, uh, and bring others along with you, uh, please. Tomorrow night, Monday night, the ladies' meeting. Couldn't do to forget that. At 8 o'clock, the ladies' monthly meeting is on here. So those are all the announcements we make subject to the will of the Lord. We're at the second epistle of John, and we're at the verse 7. Before we uh, read this, let me say of all the 15 names, and if you want to trace the scriptures, you'll find that there's 15 names given to the beast, the man of sin, 666, and on, We could go. But the name Antichrist is only mentioned by the Apostle John. Not in the Gospel of John and not in the Revelation, for he wrote, of course, both. But he wrote these three epistles as well. And in two of these epistles, he mentions the Antichrist. And I want you to watch carefully as we read. And if you haven't your Bible or someone share with you, if you haven't, just listen to the word. And 2 John, verse 7, he says this, from many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Now turn back a couple of pages to the first epistle of John, chapter 4, and verse 3. Again, note with interest what the Apostles is saying here. 1 John 4 and 3. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit. Now I want you to note this phrase and hold it in your mind. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. Spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come. And even now already is it in the world. Turn back a page to 1 John chapter 2 and 18. First epistle of John, chapter 2 and verse 18. This is the, I'm reading it backwards for a purpose. And this is the only other reference to Antichrist that John is mentioned in the scriptures. Little children, it is the last time or the last hour that can be translated. And as ye have heard that, uh, that Antichrist shall come, that's not an antichrist. That's antichrist. That that antichrist shall come. Even now are there many antichrists whereby we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they'd been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out, that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. But you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know the all things. I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because ye you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is an antichrist. He is antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledges the Son hath the Father also. And so reads the Word of the Lord. And keep your Bibles open, please, at this last reading, because we will be referring to it uh, later on. One of the most prevalent and ominous signs that the end of this age and the dispensation of grace is about to end is what we call the European sign. Daniel, whom we have been looking at in past nights, uh, draws a lot of attention to what's going to happen in Europe in these last days. That is, for those who were not here, that is the reviving and the restoring of the old Roman Empire. And daily it's been played out before us, Every hour of every day, we're tired listening to it. This political and economical system called the EE community. I have christened it the pandemonium community, or the pantomime community, because it doesn't seem to be much less than that these days. Now, we saw it prophesied by the prophet Daniel, 600 years before Christ in this image that is before you tonight the legs of iron and the iron the feet and the toes of clay the iron and clay the iron of the old Roman Empire that's been revived and the clay the uh, democratic nations that are along with it Uh, they make up this United States of Europe Or the uh, common market, as it was once called. But they'll not stick together because we're not going back on this, but if you want to get the CDs, you'll, or or watch it on YouTube, you will see that the tan toes of iron and clay, the mixture together, God says, uh, they don't stick. They'll not gel together. And they will not gel together either. If God says they'll not stick, they'll not stick. And you can't put 27 nations and 736 members into a bag and tie it with, uh, and not expect a roar. Uh, nations that have fought against others down through the centuries. And that's what they're trying to do. There's only one thing that can bring a temporary peace and a solution to what's going on before us at the moment. Three prime ministers have already gone down over this and another one's about to go. And that'll not be the end. When God says it'll not stick, it'll not stick. And so there's only one thing that's going to give this whole thing reprieve And this whole debacle, a bit of peace for just a short pile in that time, and that is the appearing and the revealing of the Antichrist, the beast, the man of sin. And again, I'm not repeating myself, but if you want to go to Daniel 7, Daniel 9, Daniel 11, Daniel 12, and other scriptures, you will discover, as well as in Paul's writing, that this is the case. We covered that on previous nights. That the man of sin, the beast, is about to be revealed. I don't say appear because he has already appeared somewhere. We don't know who he is. But he's going to be revealed and he's going to take up a seat in, Parle- in, 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 in Brussels. But I've been showing you from the Word of God that this can't happen until God gives the nod and, and the shout from heaven and the trumpet sounds and the church is raptured. That's the very next thing that will happen. And before that man is revealed we will not know him as Christians. If you're saved tonight, you will not know him. You can speculate all we like. But the trumpet shall sound at any moment, and he shall, the Lord Jesus, descend the slopes of the sky, and the dead in Christ shall rise first and Those of us which are alive and remain, we shall be caught up together to meet the Lord, and so shall we ever be with the Lord, and the church will be taken up, and we'll be dealing with that next week. And then Paul says, then shall that wicked one be revealed. You see, the rapture is not only going to have a worldwide effect morally, and if the, if, the, if the believers... There's not one prophecy be fulfilled. I challenge any man. There's not one prophecy be fulfilled before the Lord comes to the air to take his church out. We're in the last of the last days. And anybody with common sense would know that. And if you're not saved tonight, you're tinkering with time. You're tinkering with God. And you need to get ready and you haven't very much time. Come now, let us reason together saith the Lord. You know, if the, if the Christians were taken out worldwide tonight, even taken out of this province tonight, morally, you see, bad and all, as the church is, with the salt of the earth. We're the light of the world. In fact, we are the restraining force, Paul tells us. We're the restraining force to the revealing of the Holy Spirit. Hadley Morphy used to say, He can't come until I go. And he was right. Because he cannot, according to Scriptures, come and be revealed until the church goes. My friend, you think it's bad now. And can't you see it speeding up every week? You think that it's bad now and serious now. You think the stabbings are bad now and the shootings are bad now and the tornadoes are bad now and all that's going on that are the signs of the time. But I tell you, when the salt is gone and the church is gone, When the believers are gone and the prayer meetings are gone and the evangelistic meetings are gone and the prayer meetings are gone, what will it not be like? We will revert to the days where Jesus says in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. In the days of Noah, every thought of every man's heart was evil continually. Thank God men today have good thoughts. Thank God we have, we have moral thoughts. But every thought will be evil continually. Can you believe, can you believe how it is to be in a situation like that? We'll be dealing with this next week. Morally, it's going to make an awful difference. Uh, economically, it's going to make an awful difference. Imagine thousands of Christians being lifted out of Northern Ireland. It's going to hit the economy. You just take the taxes alone that we pay, or you should be paying. Some of God's people don't pay them, but they should pay. They'll be caught out for not paying. You think of the taxes alone. That uh, You think of the insurance companies that will go bankrupt when the rapture comes, when the planes go down and the ships crash and, the, and all that's going on when men and women are lifted out from these positions and places. Some say that's one of the reasons why America is not found in prophecy. One of the reasons. There are a number, and we could give you a, a shot at some of them, but we're not going down that line tonight. But America is not mentioned in prophecy. There are millions of Christians in America. And if they were to be taken out tonight, the whole economy would be in great trouble. But not only that, but uh, it will have awful effects mentally. You think suicides are bad. Uh, I'm hearing statistics put out there that the Northern Ireland is one of the worst places in the British Isles. And you think that's bad at the moment. But I tell you when, when, when wives turn around and their, when, and their husbands are gone, when mothers look and their children has gone, when that mother goes to the wee cotton, remember all those children that are not at the age of understanding and the age of sin, they'll all be taken out like that. Thank God. God loves the children. And the devil hates them. But those wee mother will go to the cotton, she'll just snuggle, try to snuggle in the wee one and it'll be gone. Can you, can you, can you imagine? Can you imagine son coming home from school and saying, Mommy? Mommy? And no reply? I'll tell you one of the first darts will hit your mind is this meeting. This is not to be laughed at. It's not to be mocked at. It's to be preached and believed. So there are going to be awful times. Now seeing that we're going to be evacuated, that's the word I love to use. Seeing that we're going to be evacuated in the moment of the time, in the, in the twinkling of an eye, and suddenly removed from this potential war zone that's coming. It's going to be wonderful to know the fact that we're not going to be subject to, controlled by, or dictated, dictated by this dictator who's going to put the mark of 666 on all that's left behind. And so because we're not going to know this man and we're not going to see this man, I'm not looking for, I don't want to see him. And anyway, there's nowhere in the Scriptures told that I should look for him. I've had enough trouble with the devil down through the years and with his emissaries and with his imps and with his spirits, and so have you. No, but believe or take courage tonight. We are told that to, we're looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. That's who I'm looking for. For the sound of the trumpet, I'm looking for that day when he shall come and burst the clouds and take us out. What a day that will be when my Jesus, when my Jesus I shall see. Now I personally think that the devil doesn't worry or care too much about all the speculation and, pontifications about what he's called. I don't believe he does. The Antichrist. Whether he's the little horn in Daniel or the abomination of desolation Jesus calls him or the beast that John calls him and on it goes. You know, he used to say school, sticks and stones shall break your bones, but names shall never hurt you. Don't know whether that's true or not. I don't think it concerns him one bit for us to pontificate who he is and who he might be. And I'm told he's this one and he could be that one and to watch this one and that watch one. You could spend your time doing that. But I tell you, I believe I know from the mind of God what he is concerned about. I believe I know what concerns the devil and concerns the demons and concerns the Antichrist tonight, and that is the exposing and revealing of the spirit of Antichrist. You see, there's the spirit of Antichrist working, and John says that. We That's why I got you to emphasize that. John says it, now already at work. Paul says the mystery of iniquity doth already work. That word mystery is the hidden, deep, dark things of the devil. Paul says in the last days there will be doctrines of demons, things coming out that never came out before. Mystery, hidden things. That's what that word, hidden things. And I tell you, my friend, when we look around us and see what's going on and read our papers and watch the news, there are things going on that never went on before and the devil's doing everything he can. That is, I tell you, the spirit of Antichrist working. Now, I want you to clap your eyes in on 1 John 2 and 18. That's why I went that way in the Scriptures and that's why I have it open before you now. Now, what's John the Apostle here? John was the beloved Apostle. Well, when we're finished reading what he's saying, you'll not say he's all that lovely. But he tells the truth, and God wants men to tell the truth. Inspired by the Holy Spirit, he says in verse 18, You watch this, little children. Now, I'm told that the rendering of that is that there should be dear little children. Will you hold that in your mind, dear little children? Now, look, just maybe you have to turn the page. We go to the beginning of the chapter in verse 1. Chapter 2 in verse 1, it says, my little children. So what have we now? We have my dear little children. What a tender, loving, compassionate man John was. He's the beloved. Of course, you don't lie on the breast of Christ and listen to his heartbeat without compassion and love and a broken heart and a love for one another. What a mighty way to start this off, my dear little children. His heart's full of compassion like a father's heart for his children because these people were under fierce persecution and affliction by the Romans. Captured by the Romans. What a testimony. Listen, what a testimony for an old man of 90 years of age. May God help us to end our days sweet. May God help us to end our days gentle and compassionate. And God save us from being cranky, carnal, crooked believers. There's so many of us about. With no love and no mercy. This old saint's heart's full of God, full of love, full of mercy for his people. He tells them that they're loved. But then he goes on to tell them the truth. He tells them that they're limited. Watch what he says. Little children, it is the last time or the last hour. Now, when he talks about the last time and the last hour, remember, days like a thousand years in the Lord. And remember from remember also this, that from our Lord ascended up unto heaven until he comes again is the last time in the Scriptures. And He saying to him, here is the last, my little children, how he loves them. He said, listen, it's the last hour. The day of grace is about to end. These are the latter days. This is all the same word. The clock is about to strike midnight. Sammy Gordon says in reference to that, he says, Sam Gordon says, John is sending out a red alert warning. He says, listen, it's the last, it's the last hour. We're in the last days. The, the talk, clock is about to tick, the last tick. And if John, over 2,000 years ago, could say it's late, how much more is it not late now? The prophetic clock, according to this old book, is at a minute just one tick away from midnight. You heard about the wee fellow and he was with the father in the town square. Just a young lad and the clock began to strike and the wee fellow rhymed off one, two, three, four, five, seven, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Thirteen thirteen struck. Oh Daddy says it never was as late before. Never was as late before. Do you realize that tonight, Sinner? I'm talking to you tonight with all my heart, for this is what these meetings are for, and thank God there are those who have been trusting the Lord as a result of these messages. Let me say to you tonight, it's late. Do you realise dear it's late? Do you realise that now is the accepted time come now? Let us reason together, says the Lord, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. If you've been hearing his voice and God is speaking to you in these meetings, you young people, don't fool about with it. Come to Christ. Any moment now. Christ shall come down and we shall go up and the Antichrist shall move into floor 13 in Brussels where Mr... what do you call him? Tuff or whatever you call him is. Tusk. But you see, not only were they loved and not only were they limited, but watch this, they learned. They were learned. Watch what it says again. Little children, it is the last time as ye have heard that Antichrist has come... They've heard it. Where did they hear it? Bless us, we're living in 2019 and people are saying to me, we don't hear this now. People are telephoning me and they're stopping me in the street and they're saying, we're not hearing this now. We have been denied these truths from our pulpit and they've spoken all the great doctrinal things. We're not told this anymore. Well, listen, these ones here knew, but John says you've already heard it. They heard it from what? the Scriptures they had. They heard it from the Lord. They heard it from Paul. They heard it from Peter. And if this doctrine was preached 2,000 years ago, Paul told them the same in Thessalonians. That's what he says. When I was with you, I told you. When he's writing 2 Thessalonians, he says, when I was with you in the first time, I told you. And we can't fly in the face of God. God has told us. If this doctrine was preached 2,000 years ago, how much more do we need to preach it today? Look at verse 18. Look at it as we read on. As ye have heard that Antichrist shall come whereby we know that it is the last hour. And then even now there are many Antichrists. That's why I put these readings together. Even now there are many Antichrists, but the Antichrist is going to come. But before he is revealed and before he comes, there are many antichrists. That's how we know. That's how we know it's the last hour. This is one of the great signs of the times if we want to study it, because we know that the spirit of the devil is working. It's already come. In four and verse three, First John four and verse three, we read. It's 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 working now. That's what he's afraid of being exposed in these days, in this last dark hour. The spirit of the evil one. And my friend, it's gathering momentum every day and every hour. And anybody, the people, unsaved people, ungodly people, will tell you, we're waiting on something to happen. It's moving so fast. All these things are coming together so fast that the voice needs to be raised. The room behind where I sit in the study is a utility room. And there's a washing machine in it. And I never hear that washing machine at all at any time until. Pat comes in and she puts clothes in and she goes out and goes on and goes on until it comes to near the end. And every time it comes near the end I hear the rip and the of the noise of it. And there's not a time but a hear it. When it starts to speed up, when it's finishing off, now's the time I think if that's just how things are. Things are moving fast. Now, the name Antichrist means to be against. Means to be against Christ. The word anti means to be against and of course, the devil and Antichrist is against everything that Christ is, everything that Christ teaches. The devil hates him. The Antichrist hates him. The demons hate him. Everything, everything, they stand against truth and loveliness and righteousness and holiness. Everything is against him. I had a teacher from a large school Texted me the other day, head of a department, she says, Bertie, she says, they hate me. And they hate God, and they hate the gospel. And I just texted her by a wee simple text of scripture, and I said this, they hated him without a cause. And they hate him out there tonight. Don't you think that you can do business with the devil? You hate him. Provinces province is full of wee antichrists. We were in the open air some time ago and after we had finished preaching five or six, maybe more young people we, they surrounded us, young people. Lovely young people. And they said that they were from the gay rights. And they said some, some of the boys that were preaching mentioned something about the Sodomites and said, you don't be talking about us. No, 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 no! but they say what they like about Christ and about the gospel. And I was reading the other day where there's some place now and there's this dance of the cross, the cross painted on the floor and the dance over it laughing and glee. But the dancing will stop, let me tell you. And when I made to go down to the car that day, they blocked that wee entry down from the town down to the car park. They stood in it and abused me. they're we antichrists they're doing the work of the devil and I went home and prayed for every one of them and I pray for them regularly they're the same clone, they're the same DNA of their father the devil I got a phone call up at the house there last week and it was a boy from from west belfast a New his accent such an accent he had i knew rightly where he was from he says this is Mrs. johnson and i says no so i says, can i help you no he says you can't well, i says that's all right he says someone put a book of hers through my door my wife wrote the book after she got saved it was 47 years or eight years going around all the world, into prisons everywhere. Hundreds have been saved to it, and I'm not exaggerating that. They're still printing it, and there's still letters coming back. And this wee whip of a boy says in Belfast, someone put the, so a book through my door, and I don't want this sort of thing. And these things about God, you're a, you're a fool. And what did he give me? And the language that he used. And I said the partner, you she home, I'm glad you weren't in. And before I got time to open my mouth, he put the phone down. He cursed, and he abused. He's an antichrist. He's a wee antichrist. He's doing the spirit. He's doing the spirit of antichrist. Antichrist antichrist means not only antichristos, not only means to be against, but it means to imitate and to be like. It's a double-barred word if you care to look it up. And that's always been the devil's goal, not only to be against Christ, but that he'll rise above Christ. He'll imitate him. And so many, we mentioned that one night, there's so many ways he has imitated Christ and will imitate him in these last days. He's a substitute or a counterfeit, striving for world dominion. That's his goal. That always was his goal to be exalted above God. That's where he was thrown out of heaven. That's what he tried on the Mount of Temptation when he tempted our Lord. Bow down and worship him. He's looking for world supremacy. He's going to get it for a wee while because God's going to give it to him. You see, the Lord Jesus Christ said before he left, If I go not away, the Spirit will not come. And now he's ascended on high and he's at the right hand of the Father and the Holy Spirit has come, did come and has come and well we know it for he wells the believers tonight and he's here in this world tonight convicting of sin, of righteousness, of judgment. He's protecting us. He's calling out souls. He's calling his bride and he's getting us ready for that great day. But the spirit of Antichrist is imitating that? He's doing his work. He's the prince of the power of the air. He's not in heaven. He's in the power of the air. He's up in the second. There's three heavens, you know. Paul says he was caught up to the third heaven. The devil will never get me back there, and he'll never interfere there. But he's the prince of the power of the air and he has herds of demons evangelizing and doing his work down here just as the Holy Spirit's doing good, he's doing evil. Believe that. Where do you think this is all coming from? Where do you think the slaying of the young people's coming from? And the drugs and the drink and the suicide. Where do you think it's coming from? And the world's that blind, and the politicians are that blind out there they can't see it, and they laugh at them. The Spirit is working. He, they're forerunners for the devil, just as John the Baptist was a forerunner for Christ. Now, there's much I could say on this tonight, and there's much that you can develop tonight, and you study your scriptures and you will see that. And if this does not drive the people of God to prayer and into prayer meetings to pray for their children, to pray for their country, to pray for their nation. Because we fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places and demons and devils and adversaries of hell. We're not fighting men. If it was men, we would try it. That's why we need believer. You need to put on the whole armor of God. There was a young man trusted the Lord listening. He rang me. says, I was listening to that tape was, uh, two Sunday nights ago and I asked the Lord to save me, ten past twelve. And then he texts me again. He says, I'm reading the armor. Putting on the armor. Put on the armor. Put on the helmet of salvation and the shoes of the gospel of peace and the girdle of truth and the breastplate of righteousness. And above all, taken the shield of faith from the fiery darts of the wicked and the sword of the Spirit. Which is the Word of God. We're in awful days. Now quickly, what are these? How is this spirit of Antichrist manifesting itself? Well, it's a manifesting itself in apostasy. Now hold on now and look at these verses again. Look at verse 19. And this is the word of God now. And nobody be coming to me afterwards or saying anything to me afterwards. You just come to the word of God. I'm only telling you what the word says. Look at what, Joe, this is the beloved apostle now. Here's what he says in verse 19. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not not all of us. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. Now what is he saying here? Well, simply I'll tell you what John's saying here. They were once a part, whether I would say the true church or not, I don't know, but they were once a part of a congregation of believers. They sang and they preached and maybe broke bread and maybe were baptized. He says they went out, they were with us. Can I just say a wee word to the children, the young people tonight again? Like many, many of you young children, you have been brought up in it, you've been in it, you've been with us. You've been in the meetings. Morning and evening, some of you. And you know the language and you know the jargon and you say your prayers probably with your mother, you tag along. And young person, you conform to your parents the best you can, and thank God for that. But you never had a real genuine conversion. You're depending on some wee prayer that you made as a child, but there's nothing to it. And that's what you're depending on when the Lord comes. That's what you're depending on, to be with your mum and dad in the glory. For all eternity. Some we pray that you made as a child. And I'm not saying you can't be saved as a child. I know people were saved when there were four mighty men of God. And so are some on this meeting too saved at very young. But I'm, I'm asking those of you to go round the foundations. And to make sure. But here John says of those that went out from amongst us and there's many in our province tonight, and they broke away from the old truths. Do I have to elaborate on this tonight? They broke away from the old fundamentals of the truth, the things that they once believed they don't believe now, the things that they stood for they don't stand for now. They don't come to the prayer meetings now. They've grown cold. They've got away from God. Some modernistic and liberalistic and humanistic boys have come along and said, come and join with us. We are a loving church. Come whatever way you like. You don't need a Bible. You don't need a hymn book. We'll start with coffee and we'll end with coffee and what else does it matter? And we'll sing in the middle of it, we'll sing when we all get to heaven. But some of them are in for a big light. Now listen to the Word. Listen to John. And I am hearing it and we hear it every day. We don't want this Bible thumping. We don't believe in hell, fire. We don't believe in judgment stuff. Listen to them at funerals. Only listen to them when you have to listen to them. Listen to them at funerals and listen to them at weddings. There's not a scrape of the gospel to be about them. Oh, this is awful. Well, there's more to come. Oh, but we have a big crowd. Well, there's a big crowd in the chapel. And there's a big crowd in the mosque. And there's a big crowd in Tesco's on Sunday. Let me say this with a burdened heart tonight. Let them be Presbyterian or Methodist or Church of Ireland or a Baptist or the Lightfoot or anyone else. If we don't preach the gospel. If we don't preach the cross. If we don't preach the blood. If we don't preach repentance. And if your minister's not preaching these things, flee from him. Because he's only doing the work of the Antichrist. We don't want hell. We don't want judgment. We don't want the second coming. Paul says, woe is me if I preach another gospel. Remember he says in Philippines, he says, I, remember Paul, the great apostle, he says, I tell you weeping, weeping. T- talking about such people as I mentioned, he says, I tell you weeping, they're enemies of the cross of Christ. My friend, a man that doesn't lift Christ and show him as the only saviour and show him battered and bludgeoned on the cross for our sins, he's not preaching the gospel. Oh yes, we're in the great and fundamental church, we're in great need of love. But I never preach the gospel here but I don't preach love. Because how can you preach the cross if you don't preach the love of God. Look at verse 22. Verse 21, I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you know it. He's saying to me, you know the truth. My friend, that's the worst thing of all. It's people that know the truth and don't preach it. There's an excuse for those who don't know it. How can they preach it if they don't know it? How can they preach it if they have no grip of it? How do they preach it if they don't understand it? But he says you know it and you don't preach it. You're afraid. But then look at what he says in verse 22. He calls them liars. Now listen, this is the John that was leading on, 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 on the Savior's breast. Dear little children. He's saying the those have gone out from us and they're liars. Strong. So don't attack me. Don't attack me. He says they're liars. And what does he say? Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus the Christ. He is an antichrist. And denieth. Denieth. The father and the son. Now that word is there, he denieth as he rejects and disowns the Lord. He's an Antichrist. Rejecting and disowning the Lord Jesus Christ that bought us, would to God we would never disown Him. Would to God that we would never be called a liar. That we know the truth and we don't tell men and women the truth. Cursed is he that holds back the corn. It says in Proverbs, I trust that whatever days I have left that I don't hold back the corn from my people here. That I give them the true word as the Lord gives it to me. That I preach the gospel in all its entirety because I can see, my friend, nothing else. There's no one else. There's no hope for anything else. And all these boys are doing there, they're making the way for the Antichrist. They're preparing the way for this one big church that's going to come. All coming together. We're all the same. Norman Vincent Peale's theology. Your Christ and my Christ is all the same. You just come in to us, it doesn't matter whether you're a Jehovah Witness or a Mormon or an Anglican, it doesn't matter what you believe or own big church, that's what's going on, and the Pope's heading it by the way. He he's a front man for the ecumenical church. Macron in France is a front man for the military situation that's coming in Europe. He's the boys of pushing the ammunition and the guns and the bombs and the army into Europe. And you look out these men and you see them. And the big toe, we're talking about the toes again. Let me tell you, they're wiggling at the minute. And the two big toes, one's France and the other's Germany, they're dictating bully boys and diktats that never were elected. How we got ourselves into this mess, I don't know. Only the sovereign hand of God is at work. If ever we needed to pray, we need to pray now. I think this is the most damnable indictment of all that John could give here. You knew it. You knew it. And you denied it. New preachers in the meeting tonight. Die before you deny the truth. Go the way the martyrs went. Don't mix it, don't water it down. I've seen it working here for 31 years. I've seen this place here bought and paid for. I've seen souls. We've seen blessings. We've seen God. Oh, we've had plenty of trouble. We've seen God. These apostles are paving the way for the Antichrist and I'm almost finished. They're setting the stage for the one world church and the one world ecumenical movement. The spirit of Antichrist is the spirit of apostasy. Secondly, the spirit of Antichrist is the spirit of gullibility. That's a good word, isn't it? Well, that word comes from the gullet. And let me tell you, they'll swallow anything. We're living in a day when men and women will believe anything nearly. John says, test the spirit. Six times, six times, the Lord Jesus said, he only talks about the earthquake and the tornadoes and the tsunamis and the wars and the famines once. Six times in Matthew 24 and Luke 21. Six times, underscore them, six times. Let no man deceive you or mislead you in the last days. Why do you think he emphasized it? Let no man, we're talking about a man and his spirits, let no man deceive you. Do you ever think, my friend, in spite of all the bad press Islam has got, all the bad press the Roman Catholic Church has got, all the bad press that the Mormons have got, they still flock, bow, their feet. I'm almost finished now I was over in Craig Evan hospital with my wife there a month, three weeks ago and had a wee bit of time to spare so I went into the wee church the wee quiet room it's about the size of that vestibule out there and it was about a quarter past one in the day and I went in there's a pulpit in it and there's a bible and I often go in and sit down and meditate when I'm visiting people and within and there was this Muslim doctor in it When he looked at me when I went in, it didn't distract him one bit. He had the stethoscope off. He had it down on a mat. And he was facing towards the morns. It must be towards Mecca. And he was down, and he was up, and he was chanting, and he was chanting. So I got the Bible and opened it, and I sat there wasn't from here to the organ away from him. I sat down and opened the Bible, and I just watched him. I thought to myself, Here's a man on his lunch break now. And he's serious about this. He believes this. I didn't distract him one bit. As if I wasn't there. Up and down. Chanted and all he did, all he done. I'm not saying anything about them. But I'll tell you what it said to me. That text that I heard Sammy Workman preaching after I got saved. What do ye more than others. I think that if I'd have been on my knees praying and somebody come in there, they probably could help. Gullibility. Praying to someone who can't hear them. Praying to someone who can't deliver them. Muhammad's dead, Karl Marx is dead, and Brahma's dead, and Buddha's dead, and they're all dead. That's fact and that's truth, but Jesus Christ is alive. Lastly, there's one more. The spirit of Antichrist, and we'll develop this another. The spirit of Antichrist is the spirit of immorality. Iniquity abounding. Iniquity abounding. Paul says, in the last days, perilous times will come. Do you know what the word perilous is? Exceedingly fierce times will come. They're very patient now. Thank you for listening. Exceedingly fierce times will come in the last days, Paul says. That's the same word used for the man from Gadara. Nobody could pass by. They were afraid cutting himself day and night with stones, naked on the mountain, exceedingly fierce. These are the days that we're in. Days when iniquity is abounding. What about that man from Gadara? Clotheless. He was naked. Is that not one of the marks of the last days? And I'm not elaborating on this. He was homeless. Young people today, they'll not stay at home. They'll not stay under the lead of their mothers and the fathers. They want out. They want flats. They want apartments. They want to get out. They want to get out for the drugs. They want to get out for the drink. And that's the day we're living in. God help us. We need to pray. But the above thing at all, and I close with this, about that man, he was restless. The spirit of Antichrist has no peace. No peace. The devil has no peace and can give no peace. No peace, says Jehovah for the wicked. We never lived in such a restless generation. As we live in tonight. Can't sit for a minute. We're tinkering at phones or something else. No peace. There's another spirit tonight. It's the spirit of the Lord. And he's in this meeting. And he's still with us. And you thank God that he's still here. You thank God that when he, his spirit goes and the church goes, you'll cry out to be saved, dear, and you'll not be able to be saved. You look for the preacher and you look for the meeting and you look for the tract, but it'll be no good. Too late. At this moment, the Holy Spirit is working, and he's moving, and he's saving, and he's gathering his church, and he's convicting of sin, and he's convicting you maybe tonight in this meeting, and you have been plugged with the Word of God tonight into your heart, and you say, this man's right, this man's truth, I'm not ready, I need to be ready. If he comes tonight, I'll go to hell, admit it, and be honest about it. I don't care what church you go to. I don't care who you are, where you are, how deep you've been. There's a Savior from all sin if you'll only let him in. And the man from Gadara, Jesus came. Jesus came. Jesus saw him. Hallelujah. I thank him every day for the day he saw me in my sin. And when Jesus comes, the tempter's power is broken. When Jesus comes, the night is turned today. He takes the gloom and fills the soul with glory for all is changed. When Jesus comes to stay, he clothed them in his right mind, sent them out to evangelize. All the demons that are in him, was a 3,000 swine couldn't hold them down into the sea. He, I'll tell you, he can cast the demons out tonight. He's on the throne. He's sovereign. He's God. The Holy Ghost is able tonight. Will you let him? Will you say, Lord, I want to get saved tonight. I want him into my heart tonight. Don't go out of this meeting. Don't be putting on a show any longer. Be honest. Say we are in the last days. And I'm going to yield to the spirit of the Lord and not the spirit of the enemy. May God help us to do it. Let us pray, please. Now, Father, we pray that just I ask you, Lord, to take away that which has not been from thyself. Scatter every other thought away that's not of thee. And Lord, your precious word, the seed, Bury it deep into our hearts. Far beyond the reach of the enemy. That it will come forth. And bring forth fruit. For thy name's sake. Thank you for these dear people listening again tonight. Bless them, Father, as they continue to search these truths in your precious book, and the result of this ministry tonight, that many will turn to the Lord and we shall give you the praise. You know, Lord, we're base, we're foolish, we're not, we're weak, we're despised. No flesh, no flesh will glory in thy presence, but that thou will be glorified tonight for Jesus' sake. Amen.